Don Quante by Miguel de Civiles. Chapter 1, which treats of the character and pursuits of the famous gentleman, Don Quote the Messiator. In the village of the Messiator, the name of which I had no desire to call to mind, lived not long since one of these gentlemen who kept a lance in the lance rack, Lowell Bucketer. La, a lean hack and a greyhound for coursing, a la 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 for rather more beef than mutton, a salad on most nights, scraps on Saturdays, lentils on Fridays, a pigeon or so extra on Sundays, once away from, with three quarters of his income. The rest of them went in a doublet of fine cloth and velvet breeches and shoes to match for holidays, while on weekdays he made a brave figure, his whole's best homespun. He had in his house a housekeeper, past forty, a niece under twenty, a lad for the field and marketplace. He used to saddle the hack as well as handle the billhook. Aged gentleman of ours, was bordering on fifty. He had a hardy habit, spare, gaunt, feared, a very early riser, and a great sportsman. They'll have made it. They'll have it. Surname was Corocerexe for here is some difference of opinion. Our authors who write on the subject, though the unreasonable conjectures, seem plain that he is called Corinthian. This, however, is below little importance of our tale. It be enough is not to stray a hair's breath for the truth and telling it. You must know now, know then, the above-named gentleman, wherever he was at leisure, which was mostly all the year round, gave himself up to reading books of shrivery with such ardour and avidity. He must entirely neglect the pursuit of his field sports, even the management of his property, to such a pitch that his eagerness and infatuation got his soul many of an acre to tillage, land to buy books to shiver, of shivery to read, for home as many of them as he could get. Oh, uh, none he liked so well that are famous for Esco de Silvia's composition, but they had to see his style, to see his style, complicated conceits, pearls of his sight particularly, his readings came upon courtships and citadel cartels where he found often found passages like the reason of unreason of which my reason is afflicted so wicked as only my reason of which reason i murmur at your beauty or again with high heavens in divinity divinity divinely but if i the stars rendering you deservedly as edit your greatest of diverse i will concede to this sort the poor gentleman lost his rights and used to lie awake Striving to understand them and warm the meaning out of them. Aristotle himself would have not made out abstracted had he come to life again for that special purpose. He not at all easy about the wounds which Don Bellius gave and took, because it seemed to him that great as they were, the surgeons that cured him, he must have had his face and body covered all over with seams and scars. He condemned, however, the author's way of ending his book promise of that intimate adventure. Many a time he is tempted to take up his pen, finish it properly, if, it was, if they had proposed, which is no doubt he would have done, and made a successful piece of work of it too, had not greater more resolving fault prevented him. Many an argument did he have, the curate of his village, earned man and got a true cigarazia, at which he had been a better knight, which had been a better knight, Pariam of England, at his goal, Master Nicholas, the British barber, ever used to say that neither of them 
came out to night the Fabulous. If there was any to compare with him, with Don Galia, the brother of Goddess Gagol, because he had a spirit that was equal to the native occasion, as no Philippine king, no Lokomos, like his brother, but in the matter of valor, he had not the wit behind him. He shot the curves of his old, came so as old his books, he spent his nights and then sunset, from sunset to sunrise, his days from dawn to dark, pouring over them. What with little sleep and more reading, his brains got so dry, he lost his wits. His fancy grew full that he used to read all his books, enchantments, quarrels, and battles, challenges, wounds, wooing, loves, agonies, and all sorts of possible nonsense. So it his mind, the whole fabric of invention, and fancy read was true, that to him no history in the world had variety in it. He used to say to Sid, Jay Dense, was a good, very good knight, but he was not to be compared with a knight, a burning sword, which one backstroke cut in half, Two fierce and monstrous giants. He fought more Bernardo de Copio because of Rocuraes, he slew Roland, despite the enchantments availing him. After the face of Hercules, he strangled Aphrodite, the son of Tower, in his arms. He approved highly the giant Magrat, because although the giant bred, breed, which is always arrogant with ill conditioned, he alone was affable and well bred. Above all, he might rescue us of Antadana. And especially when he wrote, saw him sailing forth from his castle, hurrying everybody he met. Then beyond the seas he stole the image, Mullamat, which is the history says was a totally of gold. He had a bout of leg kicking at the trader of Turkadalon. He would have given his housekeeper his niece and his bargain. Short his wits being quite gone, he hit upon the strange notion that every madman he dwelled hit upon. He has fancied it his right and requisite of his, well as to put his own honour, the service of his own country, he should make the knight errant of himself, roaming the world over in four armour and horseback, in quest of ventures and putting on practice, practice himself all he read, being the usual practice of knights errant, riding every right of wrong and exposing himself to peril, days from which he in the issue is seek reap eternal renown and fame. Though the poor man saw himself crowned, I made his arm, arm emperor, a tisman at least, and so led away to immense enjoyment. He found these pleasant fancies, set himself forthwith, put the scheme into execution. First thing he did was clean up some armour. He belonged to his great grandfather. He'd been for ages lying forgotten in the corner, eaten with rust and covered with jewel drew. He scoured and polished it as best as he could. He received one great defect in it. In no closed helmet, nothing but a simple moron. This efficiency of his indignity supplied. For he could try the kind of half helmet, a pasteboard, which fitted to the moron, looked like it a whole one. It's true that it's all to see. If it was strong and fit to stand, a cut as he drew his sword, give it a couple of slashes, first of which ended an instant, what he had taken a week to do, at ease of which he had knocked it to pieces, discarded him, somewhat to guard against the danger he set to work again, fixing bars of iron on the inside, so he satisfied with its strength, and then not caring to try any more experiments, 
Then with it, he passed it and adapted it for the helmet for the most perfect of the most perfect construction. He next proceeded to inspect his hat, which with moral quartus and real marble emissions of steed of Gomola, a tender and prejudice that luminous fruit, fruity, and passed his eyes of Bucaranus, Alexander, and Bacaraya of Sid. All days was spent in thinking what name to give him, because as he said to himself, he did not write that horse belonging to the knight, so famous one of such merits as his own, should do be without some distinctive name, he strove to be adapt it to indicate what had been, been before, belonging to a knight errant, what he had then he was, for it was only reasonable that his master taking a new character, he should take a new name, that he should be distinguished and full sound he won, benefiting the new order, calling he was about to follow, and so other composed being composed, struck out, rejected. <coughs> I did too. I made and remade and murdered two names of his memory and fancy, so I upon calling him Rushed, a name is thinking lofty, so glorious and significant his condition, so hack before he became that he now was the first and foremost of all hacks in the world. Having got a name for his horses so much as his taste, he's anxious to get one for himself. He's eight days more pondering over his fight, so he made, made up his mind to call himself Don Quarante. Whence he'd been already said of Volfer's various history, and interfered, the name must not must have been beyond a doubt. Christopher, not Christopher, as others say, recollecting ever a brilliant letteress, who content to call himself curtly out of rest, and nothing more but named and name as the name of his kingdom and country, and make it famous and call himself Atomus of Gaul, like a good knight resolved to add on the name as his, the style himself Don Quanti, a Mesheta, having considered his directly his origin and country, he did it to honour it in taking his surname from it. So then his armour being furnished, abrished, his moron turned into a helmet, his hat christened and himself confirmed, came to the conclusion that nothing more was needed, now but to look out for a lady to be in love with. Oh, a knight errant without love was like a tree, without leaves or fruit, or body without soul. He said to himself, If it is my sins, not for my good fortune, come across some giant whereabouts, a common occurrence of knights errant, and overthrows him, and one onslaught will leave, cleave him asunder to the waist, and short vanquish and subdue him. Will not not be well to have someone, I may send him to be as as to his present, present, that he may come in and fall on his knees. My sweet lady, a humble, submissive voice, say, I am a giant, Kisurilamo, lord of the island of Maduria, vanished a single combat by the ever significant and strong king and knight, Don Conti Vermitiae, who has commanded me to present himself. For your grace, your highness, oppose me in your pleasure. Oh, how good gentleman enjoyed the delivery speech, especially when he had thought of him, someone to call it. Call, call his lady. There, there was, there was. So that the story goes, village near his own, very good-looking farm girl, of whom he had been at one time in love. That was so far as he known, she ever knew it, or gave it a thought to the matter. Her name was Lorenzo Lorenzo, and upon he thought fit to confer the title lady of his thoughts. After which, much search for the name, it should not be out of harmony with her own. 
You suggested indicating that the apprentice, great lady being decided called upon, a dashi do do which being so learned to us about, a common a, a name is mine, misused and common, significant like all those you only bestowed upon yourself, things belonging to him.